Talk Show by Perfectly Spoken with your host, Natalie Gommen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Perfectly Spoken Talk Show. Uh, we have a very exciting edition for you today. Uh, I do apologize for being a bit late for the participants who are there. I see that we've got some participants there, so that's very good. I do apologize, but we had technical issues. Um, so as you know, um, we're going to interview a very lovely guest called Luke Trigona, and he will be with us in a second. And at the end of the interview, you may ask him some questions, put the questions in the questions and answers box. Okay, so my name's Natalie, and let's see, Luke, are you there? Hi, yes, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm so sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, no worries at all. If there's one thing that uh, always happens in the legal industry, it's IT issues, so we're used to these certain things. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, Luke, can you just tell the viewers out there where you are watching from or talking from today? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm talking from uh, right at the heart of London. I'm in the middle of Shoreditch, so ah. I've got a... A very very small flat in the middle of Shoreditch. So if there's some background noise, that that's the noise of London. I'm, I apologise in advance for that. Okay. Do you know I used to live in Shoreditch. Um, I lived in Shoreditch in nineteen ninety, oh, maybe. Cool. And now I know that Shoreditch is very cool, and oh. there are lots of cool bars and cool restaurants. But when I was there, it was just there was nothing there it was an area to be discovered because it's so near to the city of london it's next door but yeah no it's, it's really great i mean it's full of young professionals lots of startups um it's a really good vibe and it's i know they say that sort of london never sleeps but i think shoreditch is, is very much at the heart of that and um there's always something happening shoreditch so for a young professional to be living in the shortage, I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, to okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Right. So um, before we start, we're going to do a little poll because I noticed you've got a very interesting, is it a painting or a photograph behind you? It's, it's actually a wallpaper. Um, and I must say that I didn't choose this wallpaper I, and I don't know what my landlord thinks. But um, uh, anyway, so she's, she's gone with this wallpaper. I don't know. Okay. All yeah. right, so I have a little, I have a little poll here. Uh, I'm going to start it for all the viewers out there. So it says, what is in the picture in the background? Is it Canterbury Cathedral, St. Paul's Cathedral, the Vatican, or St. Mark's Square, which is in Venice, in Italy? So uh, at the moment, St. Paul's Cathedral is winning. Oh, no, the Vatican is coming up. Oh, no, St. Paul's Cathedral. Oh, 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 it's a tie. It's a tie between St. Paul's Cathedral and the Vatican. So what is the answer? Um, it's, it's the Vatican. It's uh, the Vatican. Okay. But, but, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it does look a bit like St. Paul's because it has the dome, I suppose, but... 
apart from that, it's not very similar to St. Paul's. Um, right. Okay. So Luke, you, let me tell you what I know about you. You are from Malta and you are a lawyer and yeah. you live in London. <laughs> right. So can you tell us a bit about that journey from Malta to where you are now? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so basically I, I came over to the UK when I was 18 and um, I was given the opportunity to uh, um, attend uh, university over here, which was um, incredibly exciting. Um, and and um, I don't know, for someone from an island, um, it was just an incredible sort of opportunity. So I, I couldn't say no to that. And then, um, and then I kind of got stuck over here, much to my, um, my mother's and my grandmother's uh, dismay, who, who don't let me forget that um, every single time, FaceTime them. Um, no, I, basically, I, I sort of, uh, I, I did my sort of undergrad, my master's, and then I crossed over to London and, and, and sort of qualified as a lawyer over here. And, and sort of now I'm, I'm still, I'm working over here and I'm sort of really enjoying it, so. Right. Yeah. So, where was your university? Which city was it in? Uh, it was in Bristol, and uh, sort of. So, Bristol is on the west side of London, and it's uh, an incredible place um, because. Uh, and I think I would highly recommend it to anyone who's thinking about going there because um, it's the student sort of atmosphere and life is is second to none, in my opinion. There's a really good music scene. The quality of of sort of uh, university is incredible as well. And, and I, just sort of, I just look back at it and I smile every time I think about it. So, mm. Okay. Yeah, I love Bristol. It is a great city because it's kind of small. So it's exciting, but small at the same time. So it's, well, it's small good, compared to London. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> stepping stone to London, I think. So it's, it's, it, if, if you're sort of thinking about coming to London and, and you sort of, you're just worried about the, the sort of size and the scale and... and, and and everything to do with London nice. I would highly uh, sort of suggest maybe going to one of these smaller cities where you still get a bit of a city atmosphere and, and city life, but, and, and then gradually make your way towards London. Um, I, I found that to be incredibly helpful. Mm. Okay, and so you're from Malta. I have looked up some information about Malta. Okay. So I know, I know, I'm going to test you now, because I know how big Malta is. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> uh, go on then. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, from memory, I think it's about um, 28 kilometers by 21. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know because I've got it in square miles and square kilometers. So in square miles, that's 121. That, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I, uh, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with it. It's fine. It's, it all makes sense. It, the, I think the bottom line is that it's a very, very small island, and um, uh, it's, it's. I, I, I do think it's around twenty-eight uh, kilometers in width. So um, mm. that sounds about right. Okay, so you're in Malta. You go to Bristol. So from Malta to Bristol was already a change. What was it like? What did you find easy, difficult, challenging? Yeah, um, Malta's bilingual, so we speak Maltese in, in Malta, which is dialect of Arabic, and we also speak um, English. Um, however, the, the biggest challenge for me personally was um, 
I guess, sort of improving my English and making sure it's a standard that, that it needs to be in order to sort of attend university and, and read for a law degree. I think on a more personal level as well, um, my first friends were from Cornwall and I, I'm not generalizing or anything like that, but um, they were incredibly sarcastic and I didn't get any sarcasm oh, really? at all. So they would, they would say something and, and I'd be like, oh, do you really mean that? I had to sort of um, double take every time they sort of, I had to really think about it. Um, so no, I think I, I would definitely say sort of just making sure, so sort of improving my English and um, making sure so that, that that sort of is necessary in, in order to um, read for, for law in the UK. Yeah, yeah, because reading for law, I mean law, you have to study a lot, no? You have to have a good memory, am I right with that? Yeah, um, you have to have a good memory and I think a lot of it's about thinking on the spot and, um, and, and, I, and more than that, I think, one of the things um, that, that I really remember from my undergraduate degree was I submitted this, um, this essay and I thought it was great. And I got this comment back and um, I, I'll never forget this. Um, the comment was um, literally just, he put the, the tutor put kiss and, and that, mean, that meant sort of keep it, uh, keep it simple, stupid, but it, which is the principle. And I and I took I took a lot wait, of wait. for that, and I just said, "Oh, what, what do you mean by this?" And um, and actually, that, that was probably the most helpful comment I've ever had. So just I think being as concise as you can and being as as clear as as you can and not sort of hiding behind all these fluffy words. And, yeah. So that, yeah, I yeah. do think as well. Sometimes there's a cultural difference in um, language in the. I always say here when I'm, I, I live in Spain, so sometimes if I have to translate something from Spanish into English, they kind of like to write things in a very long way. And really, sometimes I'm like, if you've got a good idea you, or a complicated idea, you don't need to explain it in complicated language. No, I, I agree entirely. I mean, mm. that, and, and I think in, in, in the legal industry, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for um, lawyers to explain really um, complex and difficult um, theories and um, legislation and, and breaking it down into sort of, um, sort of simple terms and, and sort of everyday um, language. Um, and that's actually a lot harder um, said than done, um, especially with the sort of, with the vast amount of blues there are at the moment so um yeah, yeah that, that is probably i would definitely say that is the biggest um that that was probably the biggest challenge i, I faced today um, and come on was there anything that surprised you about british people that you didn't realize um not uh, yeah there were a few things i guess um they they're incredibly welcoming i didn't uh, my previous sort of experience with British people was I found them to be a bit cold when compared to sort of more Mediterranean and uh, a sort of um, maybe the Italian Maltese sort of mindset where sort of you invite people over like people you don't even know over to, the, to your house for lunch or something like that but once you break down that sort of those barriers I think English people are so friendly and so helpful and um, I've got a few of my colleagues I'm sure who are tuned in today and, and, and I consider them my, my work family, in fact, and, and I'm sort of 
we it, it it really does feel like that way. So I think once once you do break down break down those barriers and sort of power through, um, then yeah, they're so nice and so helpful, and they'll always be there. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's really nice. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you said that. You got ten points for that. So well done. <laughs> okay, so I'm British. Um, okay, I have. Uh, I I know that you recently have won an award uh, for something. Could you explain to the viewers a little bit behind that? Yeah. Um, so this this year I won. Um, top 35, um, under 35 um, legal practitioners, which was... Um, right. So wait, uh, let me say that again. So it's top... Top 35, um, under the age... Top, top 35 lawyer under, under the age of 35. Um, right. Okay, which is effectively a series of 35 practitioners all under the age of 35. And they the way um, the award is sort of... Um, Calculated, whatever um, is is true, sort of nominations by people in the industry. So, um, so for me, that that was quite um, that was a, that was quite nice and, and a good reflection on on sort of the hard work that's been done these past few years. Because um, other colleagues and friends and and people I've worked with in the industry sort of actually nominated me without sort of me prompting them or anything. And and it, it was it came as a total shock. And I, I feel very um, sort of grateful and blessed to be. Um, surrounded by such nice people and, and yeah um, okay did your grandmother and mother cry out of sheer joy when you told them i was actually moved at the time when i found out um so i got an email and, and my mom was like um she basically said let's have a gin and tonic straight away so <laughs> it was just, it was it was like 11 a.m and i said oh god here we go no she she was very proud and um there was there was like a press release um, in in the local news, um, which was quite, um, just quite nice and, and unexpected again. Um, but no, they were very proud, and um, I think that that's that's a feature about the Maltese people. They really get behind um, their own as well. Mm-hmm. Like they and, and they say like, oh, this Maltese people, they're they're doing well in these countries as well, and all of this. So no, it was it was amazing. It was really great. And, yeah. So you were on the telly in Malta. On the radio and uh-huh. on the newspaper, um, which and I, I didn't even um, I, on, I knew that I was on the radio, but I didn't even knew, know that there were sort of press releases or newspapers or anything like that. So that was quite a, that I was quite surprised and but a, a nice surprise and um, also slightly flattering. Um, yeah. um, Very flattering. Well done. Congratulations. Did you get like a physical prize or? Yeah, there's um. We got like a little um, token, which was uh, a little sort of trophy, similar to a trophy, to the, um, which which is now in our in our new office. Um, I've left it in one of the meeting rooms over there, um, and I asked one of, and it was really it's a really nice ceremony um, in September, and yeah, so. Well, congratulations. Well done. We're going to have a look now and see if anybody has a question. So if any of you out there have a question for Luke, then please, now is the time to get writing. I can see we have a couple of questions. I'm just going to see. Um, Leon from Italy asks, how difficult is it for non-British lawyers to get work in the UK? Um, 
to get work um, presumably means to sort of um, work in the industry. Yeah. Um, there are different routes you can take to becoming a, a sort of becoming a dual qualified lawyer. Um, and it's not actually that hard. I think you just need to spend six to 12 months working um, with a UK solicitor over here. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why I know this is because um, I've got a younger brother who's just qualified in, in Moza and we're all super proud of him. And um, the dream is, is for him to come over to the UK and, 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 and hopefully join our team as well. Oh no, your grandmother and your mother would be so sad. I, know, I mean, I'm not going to tell them face to face. I'm going to do it over a Zoom call. Uh, but well, I hope they're not watching this interview because <laughs> I think I think my mum is. Uh, hopefully, my grandmother isn't because um, uh, my my phone hasn't been ringing. So I'm, I think ah. I'm... <laughs> ah, okay. Well, hello, Luke's mum. If you're watching, well done. You did a very good job because it's very hard work being a mum. So, okay, uh, let's see. There was another question. Ah, what do you do in your spare time? So when you're not being a really successful lawyer, what do you do? Uh, I don't know about all that successful, but um, (laughs) uh, I I spend a lot of time um, cooking, believe believe it or not. Um, Ah. And um, sort of, I love to eat. I think that's something that uh, all Maltese people um, are the same with. They just love to eat. So we spend a lot of time cooking um, and a lot of time sort of um, involved in sports, getting, like playing football or going to the gym, stuff like that. And, um, and uh, lately in quarantine, we've been, I've been sort of looking at other um, ventures. I'm one sort of uh, in the process of setting up a new venture with my flatmate, actually. Mm-hmm. It's also on the school, so hello. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> so you're setting up, so you're doing all of that and setting up another venture as well. Yeah, so we're, we're going wow. to, um, we're looking at setting up a new venture called the Private Wealth Forum, mm-hmm. which um, will eff- effectively um, bring all the different webinars um, which are currently out there um, into our weekly newsletter so that, um lawyers and people in the private wealth industry can uh, just have a quick snapshot, add everything to their diaries, and then um, just move on instead of getting, I don't know, like 40 or 50 emails a week. Do you know, that is such a good idea. I mean, that is such a good idea. I mean, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, I obviously work in education and psychology, and there are so many things, but you, you either f- find out about them too late or you get the email at the wrong moment, you know, so yeah, that's a very good idea. I hope you're successful. <laughs> no, t- thank you very much. I mean, we're excited about it, and um, and yeah, so I guess watch this space. Um, if if anyone wants to sort of check it out, I'll, I'll be posting on it. Um, okay. My LinkedIn and stuff. So. Okay. All right. And also, I have one more question. Let's see. Oh, somebody says because uh, you mentioned you do sport. So, what sports is it that you like? doing yourself um i'm a big football fan and i enjoy playing football so we've got a a five-a-side football team here in in london and um it's actually sort of with my friends from university 10 years ago so we've we've really kept it up and there are lots of different leagues and um and most importantly after every game we we head to the pub for a few beers as well so um it's 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 both a sport and social thing um it's quite fun um, 
and then I, I I do enjoy watching other sports. Like I, I especially sort of where when the rugby's on and um, whether it's sort of Wimbledon, F one. Um, but anything that's broadcast, which is why I'm dying for for sports to be broadcast again after isolation. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I really I am missing it. I'm getting some slight withdrawal or something. Though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to do a little test for the viewers now. So I'm going to put another little poll up, asking a question. Uh, let's see if you were listening. Um, let me just go to. Right, okay, so I'll read the question. It was, what was the biggest challenge Luke faced when he moved to the UK? We've got improving his English, getting used to the weather, getting used to the food, or being away from his family. Okay, so I'm going to finish the voting now and it was uh, improving his English, and that was the right answer, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. Well, if your mum's watching, obviously it was very difficult for you to separate from your mum as well, no? Yeah, it's <laughs> when, when you put that multiple choice question, I was like, oh God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so look, mum, Luke's mum is my fault. Okay, it's my fault. I made up the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um now i'm just going to do a quick thing for the viewers out there now luke listening to you is absolutely fantastic because you don't realize this because you're not a language teacher but your speech is full just full of beautiful expressions i've been writing them down as you've been talking i've got like about 20 but i don't have time to go through 20 so i'm just uh, I'm just going to say a few. So if any of you uh, viewers out there want to watch back the video, watch it back and listen for when Luke says them. But he said things like to break down the barriers. That's a really nice uh, idiomatic expression. Um, you said as well uh, that you live in the heart of London, which Shoreditch is in fact right in the heart of London. You said um, as well, uh, when you're thinking on the spot, so when somebody asks you a question and you have to answer like that, that's thinking on the spot. Oh, there were so many, I don't know. Ah, I really liked your other one when you were talking about your new company. You said, watch this space. I like that one. That's a good one too. So some quite really lovely. Platform, isn't it? I think that's quite. Um, it's it feels quite a new term as well. Is that yeah, new? yeah. I would say yeah. I don't think it. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I don't think people said watch this space. They would have been, you know. But you know, we didn't have internet. You know, so the phones were still attached to the walls when I was a teenager. So. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to finish the interview now um, and just say, uh, I have one question. I ask all my guests this, and it is this. What is your favorite word in English? Okay. So my, my favorite word is um, pristine. And the reason why 
Um, it's my favorite word. Is because, well, can you just say what it means first? So people, so just in case somebody... Means, um, spotless or in a very, very um, good condition. Yeah, like clean, tidy. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like very sort of all in all there, exactly. Um, could, you, could you spell it for yeah. us, please? P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Mm-hmm. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Right. Okay. So go. And why do you like this word? I just find it to be a very visual word. And when, when I see it, I almost see a little sort of sparkle at the end of it. Like, <laughs> uh, it just sort of, if, if it's in a sentence, that, that's the word that jumps out at me. And sort of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I find it to be a very um, visual word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with you, actually. I'm just going to see, because a few more questions have come in, so I just want to see if there's anything. Uh, Okay, right, just before we go, uh, one viewer has said, what is difficult in your work as a lawyer and what do you like in your work? So difficult thing and good thing. Um, There are a lot of difficult things, but... um... I think um, managing expectations is always quite difficult. Um, so it, it, you have to sort of um, speak to the client and actually set the expectations as the sort of way you think the outcome is going to be in the case or and, and sort of the length of time it's going to take. And, and sometimes clients aren't um, quite happy with um, what you're telling them. So you have to be a bit um, reassuring and you have to sort of remember that you have to really put yourself in, in their shoes sometimes. To... Another good expression there, to put yourself in someone's shoes. So, yeah. Um, so, so, so I guess that is, um, I find that to be challenging. And I'd say my, one of the things I like most is, is when you get a favorable outcome and you've, you've actually helped someone. So um, someone comes to you in a time of need and, and and they're telling you so oh look like this x y and z has happened and um and, and like what can i do and all this and sort of you come up with a solution and and it works and and, and they're very grateful and, and just sort of seeing and just seeing the relief in people's faces and and taking the weight off their shoulders and like it's, it's just um yeah that, that's that's the best thing for me okay all right well Luke thank you so so much for joining us today I know that you're a very very busy person so I really appreciate it on this uh, Friday what are you going to do now when you finish this interview uh, I don't know we're, we're in a bank holiday weekend over here so oh. I, uh, I might uh, yeah might, might start the weekend off uh, have a, a cheeky uh, gin and tonic or something mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and and take it from there, really. Um, but but yeah, no. So like, there aren't any plans, which is actually quite nice for a lawyer for once not to have any plans. Uh, okay. Um, but no, thank you so much for for asking me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. Thank you. You, you can go now. Bye bye. Have a good weekend. And thank you to all those people out there who were watching today. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. See you soon. See you next week with another person.